Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. Good afternoon, listeners. You're listening to Queering VR on 3CR Radio. Um, thank you in, in Psychedelia. Uh, I'm Taz and I'll be your host for this afternoon. Um, before I begin, uh, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the owners of the land on which we are meeting and broadcasting from today. We pay our respect to our elders past, present, and future, and extend this respect to our Indigenous listeners as well. This land was never ceded, and the processes of colonization, incarceration, and genocide that began over two centuries ago continue to this day. And I hope we can continue to reflect on this throughout the show as well, as well um, as in our everyday practice. Um, so today's show, I'm going to probably focus, um, we've got, I've got, I've caught up with Vida Khan and where we had a chat on the Religious Discrimination Act, um, that as many of you may know, um, that's currently on the news. Um, maybe perhaps before we begin, before we begin, I'll probably, um, maybe ease you all into the show with a f- uh, few songs. Um, so I've got Janelle Monet and F- Mashrulela lined up for you. Champagne in my chalice I got it all covered like a wedding band Wonderland so my alias is Alice And we gon' start a mother riot Or we gon' have to put them on a diet Look at that, I guarantee I got them quiet Look at that, I guarantee they all inspired A-Town made it out there Straight out Kansas City, yeah we made it out there Celebrated, graduated, made it past fail Sassy, classy, Kool-Aid with the kale Mama was a G, she was cleaning hotels Papa was a driver, I was working retail Kept us in the back of the store We ain't hitting no more moonlit Already got the Oscar for the Casa Running down Grammys with the family Probably give a Tony to the homies Probably 
dedicated to the highly melanated, arc android orchestrated. Yeah, we highly melanated, arc android orchestrated. Yeah, Gemini's still jamming. Box office numbers and they doing outstanding. Running out of space on the damn bandwagon. Remember when they used to say I look too mannish? Black girl magic, y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't bend it. Made out like a bandit. They've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet. Jane Bond, never Jane Doe, and I Jane Go, never Sambo. Black and white, yeah, that's always been my camo. It's looking like y'all gon' need some more ammo. I cut 'em off, I cut 'em off, I cut 'em off like Van Gogh. Now, damn right for the angle. I got away with murder, no scandal. <laughs> Cue the violins and violas. We gave you life, we gave you birth, we gave you God, we gave you Earth. We film the future, don't make it worse. You want the world? Well, what's it worth? Emoticons, Decepticons, and Autobots who twist the plot, who shot the sheriff, then fled to Paris in the darkest hour. Spoke truth to power, made a fan droid out of your girlfriend. Let's get caught downtown in the whirlwind and paint the city pink, paint the city pink, and tuck the pearls in just in case the world in. <laughs> Down dog, move back, take a seat. You are not involved. And hit the mute button. Let the vagina have a monologue. Mansplaining, I fold 'em like origami. What's the way, baby? This a tsunami. For the culture, I kamikaze. I put my life on a lifeline. If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? Huh? Do anybody got it? Do anybody got it? I say anybody got it. Contradictions of a country where corruption is king, and crooked politicians are connected to strings. Puppet governments prostituting for pimps, allowing corporate conglomerates to do what they wish. To every Filipino immigrant that wonders why they're in America for a piece of the pie, break it down so the people understand what we're saying. Puzzle, three pieces, problems are basic. <laughs> We about to let it flow, head to toe, every individual. Take a little stroll all throughout the archipelago. Take it back, what was stole, water it and see it grow. Hide that stereo, shoot it through your bullet hole. Gotta keep it critical. Make it for the several centuries of the same old typical colonial status quo. People stand up, gotta play a role. Young or old people come together now. Take control, make it grow. Gotta do for you like you do for me. Staying true, coming through for community. Now just imagine if we all had that unity. Came together and seize the opportunity to keep moving. Each movement is a progress. You gotta keep doing what we do and taking more lessons from the past to the present. Yeah, we still protesting against this old pressure for real. No question. <laughs> Hey, hey. 
sirkulo ng sirkus at ang simbolo ay triangulo kahit saan ang gulo mo tignan ay ang gulo tignan mo at pakiramdaman lumalalang karamdaman ang inang bayang sinigangan magagawa ng mga buhay ang politiko ang kabuhayan ay tuhod ng lubog sa pubik ng bukid at ang lubid na sumasakal sa ating liig ay humihigpit sa bawat kabig ng magkabilang panig gamit ko ang labing anim na bara-bara ipot sa kupang magmaliwati ang atang lupang ina we came from immigrants on a pilgrimage Promises of getting money in the land of milk and honey spillages Second class citizens, the bridge built diminishes With images of militaries pillaging our villages Indigenous tribes, the men minimized But I know I will unkaluluan ang Pilipinas That's why I spit militant the Filipinas Spiritually rise, but how I know they mystery gods Metro Manila, the ghetto's a killer Nobody wanna help, this why we get so gorilla They force your allegiance, of course it's strategic Now we got a visiting forces disagreement It ain't no secret, understand that my brother man On the other hand, Uncle Sam raped my motherland Once again a third world victim of America That's why I pimped this whole system on a regular <laughs> Ang bawat masa hanggang kailan pa magdudusa Ang dami na nga ang problema para pa napaparusa Minimithi ang kalayaan para sa masa at bayang mga dayuhan Pumunta lumatang ginawa ang kanyamanan At ang mga resources and the biggest and the largest Ay tayong mga tao nakapalit, dugo at pawis Kaya maraming kababayan sa Pilipinas umaalis At kung hindi nyo pa rin pansin din open your eyes and you will know this Simula noon hanggang ngayon ganito na nangyayari Para nga ba lahat na lang ay iba na nagmamayari Tayo nga nag-araro iba naman ang kumikita Hinahayaan ang gobyerno dahil sa larin ng kakapera Kung mayaman ay umayaman, paano na nahihirapan Nasa na ang kalayaan, pumapangit ang lipunan Nating iklaman ang karapatan ng mga inabis Sa katang balik tarin at ang sunok at ang kanang mahulog Sila bababa na hagdan Imagine living on a garbage dump Digging for your daily bread Trying to save your children from the future That lay your head Agitate, organize, mobilize the masses Trying to take the power back Fighting these fascists Lot of Filipinos in America don't understand Why the country of their origin is in the foreign land Controlled by foreign interests Industries that you invest in Stealing all the elements that rest beneath the earth's flesh Gold, coal, silver, copper Earth, wind, fire, water Sons and daughters defend the country From the country to the city to the country It ain't funny when the U.S. government Trains squads to death That attack peasant farmers till nothing's left Hunting down activistas, president goes deaf Crooked politicians always bowing down in the west <laughs> Imperialismo, ibagsak, feudalismo, ibagsak, buro at kapitalismo, ibagsak, GMA mismo, babagsak. Hi listeners, you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Radio. Um, so that was Janelle Mane with uh, Django Jane, followed by uh, Power Struggle uh, with Remittances, and that's a song that's partly in English and Tagalog. Um, may have made a mistake there. I think earlier I said I would ha- I had Mushroom Layla um, as the band. Um, do apologize for that. So um, we're going to continue on with our uh, main feature of today's show. So I'll I met up with Rita as a, as I mentioned earlier, and we spoke had a uh, had a discussion on 
the Religious Discrimination Act. And uh, without further ado, um, let's get on to it. So I'm joined here with my guest, um, Rida Alim Khan. Rida Alim Khan identifies as a Pakistani-Australian Baloch uh, Sufi Muslim woman. Her pronouns are she, her, or zizer, as she is openly bisexual. Her work involves multicultural and youth advocacy. She currently works at Wellsprings for Women as a communications and project officer. Rita has been part of national television programs like SBS Date, Date My Race, SBS Muslims Like Us, and ABC My24. She has also published a book, Living and Loving in Diversity, highlighting the journey of intersectionality. And our listeners, um, please welcome my guest, Rita. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Taz. Um, I hope that today's discussion will lead to some fruitful, I don't know, fruitful um, conversations down the track. And hopefully we can do more interviews like this. Yeah. So we're going to be talking something that's um, that's currently on the news at the moment. It seems timely to speak about this. It's on the Religious Freedom Bill. Um, basically, I think it's along the lines of uh, promoting freedom to practice religion um, and also the, actually creating less freedom to question or challenge religion as a uh, woman or a, a LGBT or queer um, or minority um, that unfortunately doesn't always have the best favors from um, some religious interpretations. So, Rita, what do you understand about the Religious Freedom Bill, or as some would call, perhaps more appropriately, Religious Discrimination Bill, in the context of LGBT plus or queer rights? Uh, sure, Taz. Uh, so, I, before I begin, I would just like to um, acknowledge that uh, we're on the land of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, and um, I just would like to... Uh, really be mindful that Aboriginal spirituality is at the heart uh, of any religious freedom um, in this country before even we, we even begin the talking of other interfaith communities. Uh, second, My second point is um, that to understand Religious Freedom Bill, we, we have to highlight the fact that this is uh, some, some people call it the revenge bill because it's like um, the same-sex marriage got approved or got passed in the Australian Parliament and is now legalized in Australia. So that did not sit well with certain orthodox religious communities that were against the same-sex marriage um, plebiscite. Um, and therefore, they say that as a, as a frustration, this entire notion of religious freedom bill is being talked about in retaliation to the passing of same-sex marriage. Um, another thing to consider also is the uh, is the uh, is the Martin Flau contra- controversy uh, with regards to you know me having the right to sorry I just I think it's Israel Flau it's uh, sorry it's Israel Flau um, so yes another thing to consider is the Israel Flau's controversy that. Uh, you know, having the where do you draw the line between having the right to express your religious belief and your religious stance on certain issues versus uh, very quickly translating that into hate speech, um, actually, you know, leading to abusing minorities or um, making the life harder for people who are already stigmatized in our society. Uh, the last point I would like to also make is that um, 
it's very important to understand that right now only a draft of the religious bill has been released and people are already finding quite a few flaws in that so the bill the actual bill is actually not approved yet it's not been pa- uh, passed by the parliament uh, and we understand that prime minister scott morrison actually went and met um, leaders of different faith communities um, including the adventist church in australia um uh, there were about 20 faith leaders he met from muslim jewish buddhist and hindu faiths um as well as uh jewish community uh as well catholic anglican uniting church um greek orthodox coptic assyrian and melkite if if or melkite if that's that's how you pronounce it so but but i also at the same time want to point out that he clearly has not consulted all religious communities per se so he hasn't considered suppose somebody like Taoism um or someone who practices aboriginal spirituality again i will very much emphasize on that that once again the our indigenous and tri- torres strait islander people and their spirituality is completely shunned aside um when talking about this religious so called religious freedom bill i also want to point out that we are also not including the voices of um certain bahai people or the bahai faith or many other religions um smart uh, smartran religions or other religious minorities within th- that follow maybe the mystical paths uh, of spirituality um we're not clearly including quite a few of the religions out there we, I, i don't see any sikhism mentioned anywhere i don't see I I don't see uh, in any of the articles that came in the news mentioning um anyone who practices um suppose the modern day witchcraft um there's a lot of you know beliefs and faiths out there and it's just quite interesting to see uh, I don't see any Zoroastrians being represented I just don't see a lot of religions being represented uh when a prime minister went and consulted 20 faith community leaders especially uh this notion that do we even have faith community leaders or is it just certain organizations self claiming themselves to be the representative of that particular faith community thanks rita and um i also i want to maybe expand on what you mentioned there on an ab- aboriginal spirituality for example because actually as as we speak there's obviously um for those who are probably unaware there's the issue with vic roads threatening to desecrate um sacred lands and landscape and trees um in japurong and you know and that's it's amazing that we talk about religious freedom or you know um or i guess in this case it's more like religious discrimination the way how it it's been um interpreted in a in in that way um but you know there's a, a lot of disrespect to um the sacredness of um you know aboriginal beliefs and culture and practices um and maybe just to continue on uh, some religious people say um why are lgbt plus or queer people interested in uh working at religious schools uh what do you think of that uh sure so um one of the people that are the, uh, one of our coalition's mps that's very much against the bill is uh barnaby joyce and he's very clearly stated that he wants religious beliefs to be exempt from employment contracts um this then becomes quite difficult for a whole range of reasons because not everyone chooses to work where they want to work as a teacher if you get a job and it's like suppose you've been unemployed or underemployed for a good year two year three years and you just get a job and it happens to be at a catholic school in a rural area where there's already shortage of teachers you don't really get much choice there and you just 
want to do the right thing. You just want to be a teacher. You want to do, do, teach your subjects. So if the school uh, employment, of, if, your, if your employer for some reason has an issue with your um, sexual identity or even any other identity for that matter, whether it's disability or whether it's, um, you know, adjusting to uh, adjusting to lifestyle choices. Um, uh, it's, it's just, I think, I think what we really need to understand here is that um, telling employers to, to have stronger or stricter environments uh, or not be as flexible uh, to welcome people of faith in environments, um, in their uh, work environments is quite strongly against the culture uh, and understanding of inclusive multicultural spaces in this country. And I think that's what really scares me that what does this mean? So does it mean that if if somebody says that I want to pray five times a day and I need access to water and I need access to prayer rooms, can employers just refuse it? Um, or uh, are employers being asked to uh, being being forced to provide prayer rooms even if they don't have the resources to. It, there's a lot of these questions that came forth. But with regards to the uh, question that, oh, why why is it that LGBT people want to work at religious schools? It's actually it's people of faith that want to work at religious schools. It's just teachers who want to work at religious schools. And religious schools uh, always claim to want to promote education and universal. Uh, and universal justice and universal peace and universal compassion. So why all of a sudden is there a limitation on what kind of teachers should be allowed to work at a um, at at a uh, at a, a religious school? The other thing that I want to say, as as coming from a Muslim background, is also that I'm myself not very happy with this notion of having uh, Muslim teachers at Islamic schools being asked to wear headscarf. For example, I come from a Pakistani culture. Not everyone wears headscarf. We've had the first um, prime minister of Pakistan, who was a woman, Benazir Bhutto. She just vaguely wore a head covering, but most of the time she didn't. She wasn't always in hijab. And and I think it's very kind of disrespectful, disrespectful to not show the diversity within our own interfaith communities and to just pinpoint who we want to include in in our religious schools and and that they they have to be from the same sectarian denomination and same uh culture and same language and that then then again that also defeats again the purpose of multi-faith multiculturalism and diversity in general and i'm also thinking um just to add to what you said about you know it's interesting we introduced this religious freedom bill at this time as and as i think you touched on it very briefly well, actually, not very briefly, you touched on it earlier about how it, you know, it almost feels like it's a revenge bill, as you said. Um, and I'm thinking about a lot of the Muslim women who were honestly tormented for wearing um, uh, the niqab or a face veil or a, or being, being bullied for a headscarf. And, you know, we never, the same people who seem to be, I, I well, to me, I read it as the same people who are advocating for this religious freedom bill, um, didn't want to have the religious racial discrimination act if you remember that earlier so for me there is a there's almost like also a racial element so for example i think when the you know i guess you can say Ang, uh, english colonialists um, came into went across the world they you know they deemed people of color and their practices as backwards and demonic and they needed civilization so I, for me i guess even the 
the way how we understand religion um, is also quite a racialized um, and politicized um, element in our lives. And I think with that said, I would also like to ask uh, what political elements are found in the Religious Freedom Bill from your, um, from your reading of it? Uh, certainly, there is a very massive um, Christian, uh, not just Christian, but evangelical influence in the bill that we keep hearing that there's a particular denomination of the Christian faith within Australian context that is quite um, wanting to, that, that, that generally want their beliefs and rights to be protected, even if it means to uh, to to be allowed to say hate speech or to be allowed to abuse another minority in the same way. Um, what I also find interesting is that um, we actually uh, there's actually was not a single Muslim woman in the that who was even wearing headscarf when Prime Minister Scott Morrison consulted multi faith leaders. There's actually no woman. Uh, there's only been like a couple of women there, but there's not not a single Muslim woman in headscarf who was actually consulted, even from the pictures that came on the media, uh, post the meeting. And there's also like I don't see um, like I keep saying there's quite a few faith leaders and faith communities missing uh, from having their voices on the religious bill. And 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 it's not just about the faith communities. Um, it's also about understanding that religion is so diverse that. Uh, at times, two religions from two very different parts of the world may contradict each other. Um, for example, um, for some, like if we just look at the fact that religious bill may lead to allowing uh, someone to be declared as blasphemous or certain beliefs and practices to be declared blasphemous. So, for example, it may be blasphemous in um, Islam to commit suicide, but uh, in in Zen. It's actually a way of salvation. Um, and then at the same time, we have to be very careful as to how we're defining the word uh, someone who, who has committed suicide with someone who is perceived to have committed martyrdom. And and these are very complex uh, ways. And most of the time, these are very case-by-case uh, analysis that you need to do before you actually uh, make a whitewashed or a very blanket statements like, oh, X, Y, and Z has said something blasphemous. It has to be something quite offensive, like, for example, climbing Il Uluru um, in Alice Spring, which is clearly against the, uh, which, 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 when, when knowing that, um, you know, Uluru is a sacred space for Aboriginal people and climbing Uluru has been an act of blasphemy against the Aboriginal people for so many years. And now that Uluru uh, thing, you know, the climbing of Uluru has been banned, now we get this religious freedom bill at this, like, round about the same time of the banning of the climbing of the Uluru. And it's like, well, what are you really trying to say? I mean, tomorrow you could declare um, a, a person who practices... Um, uh, who who practices mysticism as as demonic or or being or being full of idolatry or whatever and 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 you could be you could probably demand Australian government to persecute some people because you deem them as blasphemous. So uh, to what extent are we wanting to give religion and relig organize religion that power? to be able to do these things to other people in societies that disagree with them or, or don't follow the same path. After all, religion is not something that can be defined. It's something that 
can be individual experiences religion can be just spirituality religion can be an actual organized religion religion can come in a form of a physical building structure but religion can also come in a form of just thoughts and meditation so it's very difficult to uh, uh, say religious freedom and religious intellectual freedom and and um, and and understand that there is diversity of school of thoughts but then at the same time not being accountable to the fact that religions do contradict each other all the time and where there is contradiction there can never be a united understanding of um of, of what the bill should really be about so that in itself uh, again uh, we we question then the intention of the evangelical influence and the political influence as to why are they doing that and and, and can i just also add one more thing that um prime minister scott morrison prime minister scott morrison not long ago um was having a difficult time with the muslim leaders um when he invited them around november 2018 to come and have a meeting and even the grand mufti of the muslim community uh, dr ibrahim abu um and several uh, and eight other islamic leaders decided to boycott the round table discussion with the prime minister's tough stance on islamic terrorism after the burke street attack in melbourne so what i'm trying to say is that um maybe it's it's prime minister's uh, prime minister scott morrison's way of trying to reconcile that uh that uh that mistake per se last year uh by including the voices of the grand mufti or other muslim or or other faith leaders in the in the round table discussion um however it does not change the fact that we do have an uh, a survey going right now with regards to the um how muslim people are feeling in australia currently and i think there's a survey being um i think i don't know which university it's by but it's been passed around so that muslim people could contribute while at the same time we see that a petition has been launched by the equality australia project questioning the um uh, actually petitioning against the bill and how it will give people the license to discriminate those that are different from from them whether it's the religious minorities the lgbtiq people people with disability um or in general people that just simply do not agree or have left certain religions thank you rita um perhaps our final question um before we um cut to a break <laughs> can you talk to the bill in relation to intersectionality Uh, sure so one of the issues that we saw in the religious freedom bills draft was the fact that there's a lot of issue with regards to healthcare professionals for example um on the basis of their religion a healthcare professional could refuse someone a treatment for abortion or uh, or actually refuse someone uh, uh that you know like that they they should get euthanized or they could refuse uh, their patients and and right now the law is that if you yourself uh, do not want to do the abortion because of your religious beliefs it is your duty of care to make sure that you refer your patient to uh, somebody who is going to do the abortion or give the or the euthanasia or whatever the your patient needs but with in with regards to this religious freedom will it does not make it compulsory for um f- for certain people to even follow through that because if their belief is that by referring someone to have abortion they're committing they're they're taking part in the sin 
then that then makes it very difficult for patients um, who may already be very stressed regarding wanting an abortion or having difficulties understanding um, going through these difficult circumstances. And then all of a sudden the doctor is like, nah, I can't do it on the basis of my religion. And that really, really is bad for transgenders in our community who are really trying to access hormonal therapies and and all kinds of, um, you know, sexual-related treatments uh, or reproductive health-related treatments. Like to refuse someone on the basis of your religion for certain treatments under the disguise of your religious freedom, again, is that really ethical is that really moral and where where is the compassionate religion where are the where are the beliefs of inclusion and social justice that religion so so often that religious people and interfaith people so often claim when they can't when they can even refuse someone um someone in a, in a in a much less uh power like someone with such a weak stance or not having as much power as them or having the privileges like them to make that decisions for themselves i feel like it's taking away the power from patients that that in itself is quite scary to see that what this religious bill can do there he is that figure like this like this like that Now listen here, before I disappear, if apocalypse is near, never fear, laku laku with the spear, girl I got you with the beer, so cheers to my folks, so oh, my chariot is here, gotta go, gotta go, got a whole lot of poems in my scroll to mama bust, I'll turn them into gold like Manny with the gloves or Midas with the touch, I told them not to fuss, got my mind on my money, but not enough. What, 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 what a pile of debt not robbing yet, but I bet you'll see that soon. that soon. Bullshit we do for the change in a buck or two. It's nothing new, but a change gonna come and it ain't no fun. No butter, no guns, nobody to run to with a check one, two. I hope this goddamn check come through. Come on. Disappear in the air. It's truly been a pleasure doing music for my peers. Let me make the signal clear. We living on a prayer. So take my hand and we'll make it. I swear, I swear that it's getting hotter outside. Cause it's all about time. Like slaughterhouse fire around the globe. Mr. International capture souls at his shows and his shows. They taking off they clothes. Ha ha. Everybody say yes we can in a time that you can't do much I guess that's just what it is when a bank in a market bite the dust Plus can't fall back on a man with a suit with a plan all by himself Gotta have health, gotta ask stuff Get a skill call, learn how to tighten your belt, huh? I let my take rock, my take rock I let my take rock to my take pop I let my take rock, my take rock I let my take rock to my take to my take pop I let my take rock, my take rock I let my take rock to my take pop I let my take rock, my take rock I let my take rock to my take pop Here we come, new people, new people coming through you.
blight ever who are with I The half breed seeds sprouted his disease Haunting them seeds like Destiny in Napoleon's dream I mean, not a team, not a squad, nor a nation Unless it's Haitian, could break the back of my occupation Cooperation is the only clever option Open any choice you're given is fake Kinda like you're voting Either way, the victory's mine, son Should've done as your mum said Listen to that, I gave you life This inside of you, and I provided you Now you want to question the very wisdom that guided you Sounding like enlightened fools Running from a spiteful brew But in my city we don't know how to be nice at all We know the knife's a tool And that this life has rules And the youngers use them and lose them Just on their bike to school Fire in the booth they call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Booth. They call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Booth. Cause I'm always spitting out the truth. Truth. They call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Booth. They call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Booth. They call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Booth. Cause I'm always spitting out the truth. The truth. They call me Mr. Fire in the booth. Protect your neck. Cause it's on Zoom with the hoodie on. Play or with a pair of crepes. Used to rep and wear there's weapons and never a Santa We turn the stands into a cancel with poetic banner So no fact to that chat, which rappers crack? I cold turkey that prat and let you have him back If we believe you act like you believe that you can rap Get punished for stupid beliefs and it's more than slaps The impact on the head of the hard-headed Bet that he get his little rep of facade Said it in the ring with the king of the paragraphs Come on then, sweetheart, let us have a dance Your twinkle toes and pretty pose can never dazzle You one who throws a million souls and it's never hassle Battles of pleasure for the general, nobody told you Smash you a hole that is big enough to snatch your soul through Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth, booth Cause I'm always spitting out the truth, truth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth Hi, listeners, you're listening to um, 3CR Radio, um, Queering the Air. Uh, so just played a few songs there for you um, during our break. That was um, New People, the Empire Remix by Blue Scholars, followed by Akala's Mr. Fire in the Booth. 
And um, without further ado, we'll continue with the interview or discussion we had with Rida Khan, and we were discussing on the Religious Discrimination Act. Thank you, Rita. I also just want to add that the attitude in Australia is religion is a private thing, and it belongs to yourself or keep it in the private space, um, which is interesting because now that we're allowing... I find this is a really strange experience, being a Muslim. I mean, I'm sure others may relate to it, but being, you know, for example, in my case, or in your case as well, being a Muslim uh, a minority in Australia, is that they tell you that religion is a private thing. But an, atro an atrocity happens that has nothing to do with any of my intentions or anything, or my community, local community, or, any, or anything like that. that. We're asked to come to the public space and then start condemning, or apologizing, or explaining. We also have this now new phenomenon where we're saying, well, it's not quite new, but it's just being introduced as a bill, or at least being teased out as a bill, that, yeah, religion is private, but now we can bring it into the public space, and it affects services. It affects um, interactions with people. We're saying, so for me, it feels like people can hide their prejudice because that too is also a private thing. And they can outwardly say, well, I'm, it's just my religion. And who is there to um, observe or to study how religious they are to make that claim? Like, in, do you know what I mean? So there's so this really strange thing where we're not, no one's measuring your religiosity. You can't really measure spiritual connection. But anyone can now say, this is the spiritual, uh, this is the, my religious beliefs, and therefore I can now um, decide to not treat you, decide to not deal with you, decide to not let you into my school. These are all like basic human rights to me, like education, access to shelter, um, you know, and that's kind of shocking that we're even seeing this possibility. You know, some perhaps, I don't know, maybe there might be a better way to allow people with religious beliefs um, or differing religious beliefs, actually, I should say, how they can engage better in a multicultural, multi-faceted country, um, that, like in this case we call Australia. Uh, sure, Taz, you're absolutely correct. I, I think there is something that we, we really need to acknowledge in this, in, in that um, part of the re reason there needs to be a religious freedom or why we have religious freedoms in a multicultural society is to protect people of faith from abuse uh, of um, from those people that are either white supremacists or who think that um, particular types of religious practices or ways of life do not belong in this country while at the same time living on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands. Um, so it, it is uh, clearly, you know, in protecting people's right. And I mean, and this is why I always say to people that we, we really need to understand what religion is and what religion and when it, when do religious people get upset and scared? And that's when the blasphemy, the understanding of blasphemy is extremely important in this context. For example, if someone draws a picture of Prophet, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, I would be offended by that. And I think that, that to, to me, it's not just blasphemous, it's, it's just offensive. Like, you know that a religion does not accept the images of their prophets. And you then go around and start, like, you know, making cartoons, as it was the case with the Danish cartoon controversy. 
democracy. Or on the other hand, you start climbing Uluru when you know that, um, you know, Aboriginal uh, people, it's a sacred space for Aboriginal community. Or, or and, we, and we can go on with this, you know, someone who tries to burn Bible, I mean, that's offensive, that's downright uh, intolerant. And, 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 and that's where, you know, we as a society, if we really truly believe in the Charter of Human Rights, and that's another thing that a lot of people are saying in the, uh, in the diverse, um, multifaceted, as you said, multifaceted communities or multicultural interfaith communities, that they're saying that you, we, instead of introducing a religious freedom bill, we just need to uh, include the Charter of Human Rights under UN into Australia's constitution. And that's what um, that's what the importance of, uh, and that's that's I, I and I absolutely agree with that because having a general charter of human rights in the Australian Constitution means that your religious freedom is protected, um, and we support you in every way we can, and we accommodate for your religious needs wherever we can, as long as your religious acts or beliefs are not harming other people. Um, whether it is another other human beings or other uh, or environment or animals and so on and so forth, so I, th- I think as long as we're mindful and and we I think as a as a nation in Australia we try to be mindful of each other's religious needs all the time, um, despite you know saying it's a privatized practice. But when but you're absolutely correct that you know when an atrocity happens in another country, uh, suppose Sri Lanka's bombing, uh, which was done by men, but most Muslim women were being questioned to justify their stance on Sri Lanka's bombing. Um, but at the same time, do we hold uh, the Catholic community accountable for their years of abuse of Aboriginal communities? And and then, I mean, and, and this is where it, it's kind of like, I don't pay all Catholics to be same as the ones that were white supremacists. supremacists. So why should the uh, why should other uh, communities in in Australia hold Muslim community or Muslim community as as being being constantly put in, at a pedestal, trying to justify themselves? And and at the same time, I think there is just lack of sound, uh, self accountability in individuals uh, in general. Um, I feel like everyone has such a great sense of entitlement and freedom that. Can I just add to this that? If you want to talk about your religious freedom, please don't talk about it without talking about your religious responsibilities and your world responsibilities. Because it's very easy to talk about, I have the right to do this, I have the right to do that, without actually acknowledging that you also have certain responsibilities. And I think that's the problem that we're facing with this bill, that it is so focused on freedom that it actually does not include responsibilities. And I'm finding um, there's also a similar um, tone when people talk about freedom of speech. You know, people talk about, you know, I have the freedom of expression, freedom of speech, but, you know, as and you know, as you said, we need to be able to understand history. We have to read history, power, and power. So, similarly, in with freedom of speech, people don't like to talk about responsibility and the impact it has on people who are marginalized or people who are not given as much of a platform. So there's already a discrepancy there as well. So I think maybe what we can say an underlying issue is like the power imbalance. And, um, you know, and and, and you correctly pointed out actually, and this might shock people, but Australia, so-called Australia is what we call it, um, doesn't actually have a bill or a charter of human rights. Um, That's not part of the constitution. 
So that'll be interesting. And I think, you know, every time I hear of these um, uh, bills getting introduced, I feel like fundamentally, on a constitutional level, we need to have an acknowledgement of, you know, an understanding of what we all agree on. We, you know, not that I agree on a nation state necessarily, but that's assuming that in the context of one, at least understanding and accepting, you know, a basic set of values and human rights. And that's never going to be possible without acknowledging the trauma and the pain that has um, happened to Aboriginal people in this country and continues to happen as well. Um, as we speak, there is the uh, Tanya Day's uh, coronial inquest happening at the coroner's court in, in, in Victoria, in South Bank. That's running from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, with the exception of Monday, I believe. But, you know, we'll have to, um, from what I understand, um, do go there and show your support. Um, for those who don't know, Tanya Dea, um died um, at pol from police custody. Uh, unfortunately, it's one too many, and it's just an ongoing genocide, actually, at this rate. Um, and also, Japurang, if you're around in that in the area, um, make sure you follow D, the, the, the embassy, the Japurong Protection Embassies, sorry, Heritage Protection Embassies um, Facebook and website. So the website is dwembassy.com.au. Um, they also they have quite a lot of information there. Um, do get yourself familiar. And I think that's all for us today. Thank you, Rita, for joining, for joining us. And, um, of course, stay tuned for the next show, um, Hip Sister Hop, and we'll catch you late, uh, next week, same time here on Sunday, 3 to 4, um, at Querying the Air on 3CR Radio. Thank you. Thanks, Taz, for inviting me. Yes, um, everyone, just like have a read through the draft of the bill and just in general, be mindful of the practical impacts it can have uh, on uh, all uh, people across society. But really, thank you so much, Taz, for inviting me. Um, I'm happy uh, to hear more from people and, and see how this will impact us. But I'm just afraid that after this religious freedom bill, I don't want to hear our atheism freedom bill because this, this will keep happening. And then after that, there'll be an anti-theism, uh, you know, people, agnostic freedom bill. There could be anything that could come forward from this. Anything could be made into call, calling a bill, uh, our freedom bill and a tribal spirituality freedom bill. Like this is just... Um, an ongoing thing but I think we if we call ourselves smart in Australia I think we will probably block the bill and let's fingers crossed at that um, otherwise we like uh, um, tribal people time and time again have had to navigate through both the colonial system as well as the organized religious uh, structures so as usual, I, as a Baloch woman um, with five generations in this country and having people who are family members from Aboriginal community, I can certainly tell you that we will time again, we will time and time again, we are kept put in position where we're not consulted, but we are just um, uh, not, we, we, our voice is just put aside and um, some some people think they have the power and privileges to come up with certain um, rights without, again, talking about the responsibility on our behalf. And I think it will be very, very, very sad to see that happen. So thank you again for this opportunity.
بحسوا بعضهم يمحدب يعني حلم يهربني عم لفلف لحالي بتختي كل ما يمر لمسحاراتي
Hi, listeners. Um, thank you for um, listening to the show. Um, stay tuned for the next show. It's Hips Hipster Hop. Uh, we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.